Welcome back to the Expanded Minds podcast. Today, I have a special guest with me, and her name is Gail Fuller. Gail has many things interesting about her, including her interactions with extraterrestrials, her take on ascension and spiritual awakening, and also the retreat she facilitates at Mount Shasta. Gail would consider herself a cosmic conduit, healer, and ascension guide. After many contact experiences with ETs, Ascendant Masters, etc., and after going through different stages of awakening and healing, Gail, and also her partner, Tani, now wants to share their methods on healing and galactic contact with you. And so with that being said, welcome on. Thank you for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, of course. And so I want to start just right away um, with extraterrestrials. And so well, my favorite, yes. <laughs> Get right into this. <laughs> so, so when I mentioned extraterrestrials, I mean there's different categories. You, you can talk about like alien grays, a little 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 emoji, you know, that's the alien gray right there. Yeah. Um, you have obviously ascended masters who are obviously operating out of this realm. You mm-hmm. have angels, you have demons, you have different kind of beings. So, like, what was your first encounter or like with with one of those right there? And uh, why was it so significant in your life? Mm, yes, I love this question. It started my whole journey to contact. And um, I have had contact with uh, an Ascended Master in the physical form. And I'll tell you about that. But the first contact I ever had was with a ship. And I was working with, you know, just energy. And I was meditating. And I was out in the park. And all of a sudden, this craft was just in the sky over me and I felt a hole pouring through through my crown it was like buzzing sensation all of this incredible like static energy went through my body and I just felt love and I felt bliss and it was like it was a communication and after that nothing was the same like I knew that there was so much more and I wanted to explore it and I wanted to learn how to do this more how to make more contact how who these beings were And my DNA was activated to like a whole new level. My gifts came online. I had already been, you know, doing meditation and some healing work, but this went like next level. My healing work went to the next level after this. And I started really expanding myself and my life. And I dedicate my life now to showing people what is possible with this. And that's why I do all of my retreats. So it just catapulted me into my purpose. It catapulted me into my mission now. Um, and really activated my DNA and showed me that there is so much more that we are not seeing uh, and that is just distracted from us. And it just opened my eyes to all of it. And that's why I started doing a lot of research and making more contact. Wait, so what did this thing look like? The 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 ship? Yeah, Yeah. because a lot of people, I've heard different descriptions of it. Um, I've seen so many now, but this one specifically was a triangular craft. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, you know, it wasn't even just a lot of times when we make contact, we'll see something as like a, a light moving in the sky sometimes in different patterns. But this was straight up a triangular craft. <laughs> so and, you know, there's pictures and videos of, of a lot of these events happening that I just seem to have caught on film. Yeah. What's your, yeah. Wait, what's your what's your take on like, for example, like the news recently, was it a couple of months ago or whatever? You, not keeping track of time here, but yeah, um, yeah. When they were talking they about the putting out, yeah, that they, yeah. Well, we all kind of like in the in the extraterrestrial world, we all kind of have been talking about Project Blue Beam for a while, and all of these things that we feel could be distractions from the truth. And you know, to me, I feel into it. Um, there is a lot of disclosure happening. 
there's a lot of disclosure that's going to happen in the next year to three years. And this is, you know, eventually going to become a galactic society. And when we become a galactic society, intermingling with these energies, we're going to have access to technology and all of these different things that are going to change the planet that they've been hiding from us. And so they know this. And so it's just common sense in the galactic community that they're going to try everything they can and pull all of the stops to create fear when it comes to extraterrestrials. And, you know, this to me, I'm very just observing the whole situation. It could be part of a plan, an agenda. Uh, I just, you know, recommend that everyone's really careful and discerning and what they're believing and listening to and not taking it as truth. To me, I feel kind of weird about it. <laughs> that, that's the story you're talking about. I, I feel kind of weird about it. My intuition is not telling me that this is, oh, these are the benevolent beings that were, you know, the disclosure is coming out. It feels very weird to me. Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, when, when it's like on a mass scale and people are kind of, it's kind of being televised like massly like that. Yeah. yeah. Something definitely could be off about it. Because it's like, why didn't you tell us beforehand? Like, or maybe yeah. why isn't like taught? as something normal like these yeah. things are here exactly like, exactly it, yeah yeah pretty soon they won't be able to hide from it anymore because pretty soon they're going to be able to uncloak in the skies when we raise our consciousness to a high enough level that we can understand and not be afraid and not cause havoc and not cause chaos on the planet by seeing these ships um, when we're ready for that, it's going to happen. So that's why the light is coming in from the sun. We're ascending more. Our consciousness is expanding more so that we can make contact. And did you learn or who did you learn um, ET contact? Or like what made you think that was impossible to co uh, contact? Again, like when I say ET, it's just like ascended masters, maybe mm -hmm. alien greys or different kind of civiliz civilizations outside of our own. Right. So I feel like everyone on the awakening journey eventually comes to that realization because it's just part of being awakened to the truth, because this is the truth of a lot of where we come from. A lot of us are star seeds, we call it, uh, from different star nations, from different systems. And we come here and we incarnate to be uh, here and have the human experience and we awaken in our DNA and we become the galactic beings in the human bodies. And that's how we're bringing this ascension to the planet. So um, it's like a knowledge an, an innate knowledge in your DNA that you already have of all of this that activates all of a sudden it's like a knowing. And then all of a sudden you become more and more interested in it and you want to explore it more. You want to get to know it more. And that's why all of us who are on this path become very interested in this because we know it's the truth. <laughs> so it's like a natural, a natural knowing within you that for me, it just activated this natural knowing. And I had this contact experience. Now, a lot of us have played, played different roles on the planet. Like for me, my role is to bring this information and to bring the truth. And since I've known it for a long time and I've had the experiences that I've had, I'm able to really bring it strongly to people. And I've, I've just been taught a method. I've been I'm creating a method with my partner, Tani, uh, in making contact based on the information that we've been given and the experiences that we've had with these beings and with extraterrestrials and the groups that we've brought. And we're about to launch this method uh, for everyone for free on the internet to, to go make their own contact. So everyone plays a different role in this galactic you know, society that we're building. And for me specifically, my my role is to have these experiences and bring the knowledge and information to as many people that are ready for it. Is there like, um to get more specific, is there certain 
centers within yourself or you could say chakras or maybe yeah centers chakras within yourself that you need open to have contact with these higher things or is it just um yeah i mean yeah. Is, is it that's a great question of, should you frame it like that way yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people want to make contact. Right. And this is what we teach. How do I make contact? I, I want to make contact. And in order to make contact, yes, you have to have, you know, an activation of your third eye center because you have to be able to perceive and and be able to not be in fear. So you need to be at a certain level of consciousness and raise your frequency to a certain level to be able to make this kind of contact. Um, now, some people have contact experiences where they're not even trying, right? And there's been contact experiences with people that have a low consciousness. So you can have these experiences. But if you're you're trying to have this experience and make benevolent contact with galactic beings, galactic family, brothers and sisters from the stars, then you must raise your consciousness and you must raise your frequency and your third eye needs to be open and activated. So this is something that we do in our, in our method is we help activate the third eye to be able to make contact. Yeah. If you're to make a list of like the different, um, yeah, extraterrestrials you've contacted, like what would it be? What would it consist of? Like, so many. <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you one example. So it doesn't always need to be like, uh, you know, what we would call alien uh, beings. Also in Mount Shasta, where I do a lot of my work and we have our retreats, Mount Shasta healing retreats. Um, we were on the mountain and we were doing our sound frequency thing that we do. And we were preparing to make contact and the whole preparation that we do. And when this occurred, it was like sunset. We were on the top of the mountain and St. Germain is an ascended master. If you've never heard of St. Germain, he is a uh, violet flame. He, he's in charge of the violet flame on the planet. It's very powerful flame to work with. He appeared in the physical form next to us and just started moving energy. And it's a whole group of people. We all saw it. Right. And everyone's like, who is this? You know, and he's just like glowing. Um, and then the meditation ended and he was still going. And then I went down to get my flute, started to play my flute. And he just walked up to me again out of nowhere and just stood there and we locked eyes and he was glowing. And the whole group was there watching this whole thing. And we, he spoke with me about frequency and what we were doing and how this is very important. And so things like that happen when the veil is thin in certain places like Mount Shasta. And that's why a lot of people go there and they have all of these experiences, but also you know, when you're at a higher fourth dimensional state of consciousness, this is when you can have more contact. And I also teach about the Lemurians and there's a city called Telos underneath the mountain, which is an interdimensional inner city, inner earth city. And this is where fifth dimensional beings that are Lemurians live. When we had the fall of Lemuria, a portion of the Lemurians were able to survive and keep their records underneath Mount Shasta and inner earth. These are also beings that I've had contact with. And so there's different kinds of beings. And, you know, what the Lemurians teach is that you need to be at a higher fourth density state of consciousness. You need to raise your consciousness and get rid of the old patterns and the old behaviors of the old paradigm. If you want to have more contact and communication with these extraterrestrials and higher dimensional beings, because with your old programming, you won't be able to hold the energy. So say if like an extraterrestrial were to just walk up in front of you, they're so high frequency. If your consciousness is not expanded enough and you're, you don't have enough light in your body to handle that, it can spin you. It can just, you could go crazy. It's just too high frequency. And so that's why, yes, we need to raise our consciousness. It has 
everything to do with the third eye and all of the chakra systems and upgrading our consciousness to be able to have more contact. Yeah. So um, the way that you communicate with them, it's, I mean, there's physical and do you, it's also, you would say like kind of by transmission, like yes. you sit in there in meditation and then you can just feel this like transmission taking place. Exactly. Um, it's telepathy. Telepathy too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Is there visionary experiences with these? Do they give you vision sometimes or is it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. They give you, they can give you all of these visions. They can show you a whole story. They can, most of the time when it's telepathy, it's like a knowing. It will just, um, a lot of the experiences we've had, for instance, there was a, a contact experience where we had a ship come right over the group and then it just poured a bunch of orbs. It was just orbs and orbs coming towards us. And then it's like the next day you wake up and you have all of this information all of a sudden. It's just downloads. Like literally it's like a computer system where it will just, it'll download into your DNA and you'll just have these knowings. And sometimes it's just like that. And that's why, you know, when we're in meditation and we want to make contact with guides and we want to make contact with these beings, a lot of people get frustrated because they don't get the information right away on the spot. But then the next couple of days, you might be walking around and you have all this information. And that's why we call it downloads. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's in the form of downloads like that. Sometimes it's literal communication right there in the moment. And you just have a knowing that it's coming through. Um, and that's why it's important to develop your psychic abilities and to really like use your intuition. And that comes from the third eye. I'm glad you mentioned that because it's such an important part of contact and communication with these extraterrestrial interdimensional beings. Yeah. So what do you think there are like misconceptions about starships and stuff like that? Because I know that um, if I kind of look at it as a person in Los Angeles, for example, I would look at a starship and probably assume like, it's some little tiny you know, alien figure in there um, mm -hmm. that might abduct me, um, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that could be real. Maybe that is, maybe there is a race of aliens that do that. Yeah, but absolutely. Can you, clear up? Yeah. <laughs> can you, <laughs> can you um, maybe clear up some assumptions about it, about starships and how mm -hmm. these beings appear to us? And I also know that people will say that all aliens are demons or like they'll say, yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So can you clear up some misconceptions about this kind of stuff? Absolutely. I'm glad. That's like one of my missions is to get the truth out about this. So, you know, the planet has dark and light. We're all part of one consciousness. There's dark, there's light. All the darknesses is the lack of information, right? So we're bringing more light to the lack of information. And there's a lot of misconceptions about extraterrestrials because there's an agenda around it. Um, and if you go deeper into it, we have extraterrestrials running our government that are, you know, negative entities that we reptiles, yeah, right, right, reptilians um, that they don't have our highest good in mind, you know, but they are part of this consciousness, and there's an agreement that they can be here. So we learned a lot from this experience, and now it's time to take our planet back. And there are there are different kinds of extraterrestrials that will experiment and they have abducted people and you know it's just been part of the human experience that we've had with these extraterrestrials however there are very benevolent and angelic beings and uh you know angels are extraterrestrials so i know a lot of the christianity and religion i grew up very 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 hardcore christian um 
And a lot of these uh, religions can call these extraterrestrials demonic because there's not, not an understanding. They literally just don't understand that there are benevolent beings that are of God, that are of the Christ in light. Yeshua was extraterrestrial. In fact, you know, we all feel that he was very Pleiadian. So there was a lot of the, the Christed energy in the extraterrestrial ancient texts that we haven't been able to access for a very long time. So now the truth is starting to come out. So for instance, Pleiadians, Pleiadians are very benevolent beings. They're from the Pleiades. I'm very Pleiadian myself. And they look very human-like. A lot of them are very Nordic looking, blonde hair, blue eyes, very tall. There's different types of beings like this that are not demonic and they're here to help humanity they're here to raise consciousness and a lot of us are these beings that we've incarnated as humans and and our galactic dna is activating inside of our body and we're, we're waking up to who we really are and we're actually these beings that are bringing the light into the planet and a lot of people have this conception this misconception also that we're going to have a bunch of these beings come and save our planet they're going to descend from the skies this will happen but it's we're already here a lot of us are here in human form activating our DNA and we're these galactic beings that will be coming together with our brothers and sisters but yes there's a lot of misconceptions that they're demonic you know and this is something that you know we take a risk of as the galactic ambassadors out here sharing this information of having death threats um, you know, a lot of, uh, people coming after what we're teaching because they're afraid of the truth. And eventually the truth is going to come out. And what's going to happen is these people are going to go crazy. Their mind is not going to be able to perceive what's going on because for so long, they've been attached to lies that these, these extraterrestrials are demonic beings and they're, they're not good. They're negative. Look at the way that the movies make the, the uh, aliens look, they're all scary. They all look like something you definitely wouldn't want to come in contact with. Right. They've been doing this for a long time. You don't see any movies about aliens that they're friendly and that you want to make contact. You want to get on their starship and ride around through dimensions. Like it's all very scary looking aliens. So this has been the deep programming for a very long time because they know as soon as we make contact and we feel comfortable with these galactic beings, our planet's changing. And this is what's happening right now. It's, it's happening. We are coming into a galactic society and they're going to do everything they can to create this story that they're demonic or they're scary, or they're going to abduct you. You know, that's the first thing that comes to a lot of people's minds when they think about aliens is, oh, I don't want to get abducted. I'm going to go inside my house and, you know, hide under my covers. <laughs> I don't want... The first thing I'm going to do if I see a starship is I'm going to go out there and be like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> going on a little joyride? Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there are a lot of benevolent beings that are extraterrestrials and they're here to help our planet. In fact, they're in our skies right now. You, you know, they're in their etheric ship and eventually they're going to be able to uncloak themselves when it's time. But they're all around right now in our skies. They're assisting yeah. us. From, uh, they're, they're helping us from destroying our planet. They're doing everything they can energetically to prevent us from destroying our own planet. Yeah. Um, with extra like um, Ascendant Masters, for example, um, has, have you ever felt called like deeply by one of these masters to learn or sit in their presence like um was there ever like an inner like deep longing to like connect with one of these masters and learn from them absolutely yes and i know many people have that kind of 
feeling where they they connect with a certain ascended master or, or a teacher, um, perhaps it's Buddha or Jesus or one of the other ascended masters. For myself, it's Saint Germain uh, of the he he is the ruler of the Violet Flame, uh, mainly because I had contact with him in the physical and I was able to learn a lot and I've taken that energy with me and I've been working with the Violet Flame with everyone that I do healing work with and. Um, every day of my life, I work with the violet flame. So St. Germain is one of my biggest teachers. Uh, and I know everyone connects with a guide. Everyone connects with some kind of ascended master teaching eventually. And that's a question I get a lot. Like, how do I connect with these ascended masters? It's just a heart. It's a heart based connection. It's going into meditation. It's knowing that they're there and it's asking for their guidance and allowing them to teach you. But uh, St. Germain is definitely one of my biggest ascended master teachers. Yeah, I actually looked into St. Germain back then. Um, yeah. I was, I was actually going to go to Mount Shasta like a while back. So I heard <laughs> of St. Germain and stuff. And so like the Violet Flame, for example, is like a, it's meant to like purify your emotions. Is that the purpose of it? Like, yes. Yeah. It's a flame of transmutation. So it's, uh, it's also, he teaches about alchemy, right? So if you ever read about St. Germain, he is like the master alchemist. So you can transmute a lower frequency energy and you can alchemize it into a higher energy. So say you have this feeling like I don't have enough money. You're in a lack frequency. You can bring in the violet flame and transmute that and alchemize it into the feeling of abundance. So it's just alchemy and he teaches how we can alchemize and we can create whatever we want with alchemy, with frequency, with sound. And he had like an interesting story too with like, um, he was in, I think this is like his initiation or whatever, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was in a forest one day and then there was a mountain lion that you came across. Mm -hmm. Panther? And then, yes. Yeah. Panther, mountain yeah. lion. Yeah. Um, yeah. I forgot, what, I forgot what it was, but. Yeah. It was the um, panther. Yeah, so he came across it, and then he, this was like a test of courage for him or something. I, I mm -hmm. thought he did, actually. Yeah. So that's, yeah. That's stop right there. There's a, whole story. There's a whole story, and that's it. Yeah, and, and yeah. you know, it was like an initiation, basically. And what, that's kind of a great story for all of us in the initiation and trusting that we're not going to be in fear and we can trust um definitely so many experiences people have had in mount shasta actually seeing saint germain witnessing his teachings and um he is very much big part of the ascension process that is occurring right now on the planet because the violet flame is transmuting and it's alchemizing and it's creating more peace it's creating more harmony and it's bringing us into the new earth have you ever had experiences like with portals and stuff especially yes in shasta, like, like especially kind of in shasta like? I was yeah, saying experiences have been in Shasta uh, because we, we do so much of that work there. But yes, many, many, many portals. In fact, we were with one of our groups at our retreats and we had a portal open up right in the sky and there were two ships that flew out and then another portal opened and it went through the portal. And then it happened again right after that. And it happened the next night we were there. So we've seen portals literally open. We even even heard them. It was like a... What we feel is the sound of the trumpets in the biblical text is the sound of portals opening because what we heard sounded oh, like when the portals were, were opening. So it's, but that was interesting to us. Yeah, I've seen videos of like that kind of stuff. recently, actually, I mean, TikTok, like some of that stuff happening with the portal sounds or the yeah. trumpet sounds or whatever. It sounded like um, trumpets and we we're like, this is it. this is what they were talking about. All these portals are going to open and all the ships are going to come. <laughs> 
Wait, how do they look? I mean, do you know portals? how do they look like? Yeah, yeah. They are so different. Uh, many, many portals look different. Like for these, it was just like a circle of energy that opened up and it would look like a, like an orangish light that was opening up as a circle. Um, I've seen portals in Shasta that are just floating in the sky, like, and they're wavy, but they're floating. Um, sometimes you'll see portals etherically and they'll be like in a circle of trees and that'll be a portal, um, but you can feel it and you can sense that there's a portal there. So there's portals all over and you might not be able to see just like the circle in the sky or anything, but you, it could literally be an energetic portal that you're feeling and sensing. Yeah. Cause one thing that I've been interested in too, is like missing 411 cases. Like when people go out into nature and then also like go mysteriously missing. And yeah. One of the, one of the explanations is that's out there that there's no really logic behind it yet, but obviously it could be portals that people are stepping into other dimensions when they're, going into the forest and stuff like that. It's very so, possible. It's very, very possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then I heard with this, like, if when you run into a portal or some kind of different dimension, when you go into the forest, like you start getting distorted a little bit or like you start feeling a little funky or lightheaded, stuff like that. Like, it, yeah. has that ever happened with running into the forest? Oh, that's happened where... so many times. But the only thing, the only difference with us is we're very aware of what's occurring. If you have no idea or no knowledge of any of this stuff and you're walking in the forest and you're in another dimension, you're going to feel super out of it. You're going to be, you're going to feel super ungrounded. You're going to be like, where am I? But if you're aware of all of this, you're going to be like, oh, wow, I'm in another dimension right now. Okay. <laughs> you're going to be very aware. This has happened so much. Like we've, we've just been in different dimensions uh, so many times and, and it's like, oh, we're, we're coming back to the world again. Okay. You'll, it's like, you know, what's going on, but if you're not aware, it can feel really ungrounding. And then when it comes to, let's talk about a little bit about awakening. Mm -hmm. And I know one of the things that happens when you start to awaken is you start to feel like you're crazy or like you start to feel yeah. like maybe the world is against you or, you know, start to see things very differently. And it's kind of like a shock to your system. Yeah. So like, why do you think that happens to a lot of people when they awaken? It's just like they find themselves very out of place and, right. you know, maybe disconnected from others. It feels very lonely. Um, that's why I dedicate my life to walking people through their awakening and, and teaching about this stuff. Because like for myself, um, I have a family and when you awaken, it's like you try to talk about this stuff and everyone thinks you're crazy. And that's what creates the feeling of being lonely and feeling alone because you don't have anyone that understands around you. And for those of you guys that have that, like, oh my gosh, what a blessing, right? To just like wake up and be supported and have support around you. But for a lot of people, there's not that support, you know, you, you, and you can feel very alone. You can feel very crazy. And it gets, gets to the point where even further down the line in your awakening journey, even though you have all of the, the support, you're in your mission, you finally understand everything. There are times when it gets so intense that you can go, am I crazy? <laughs> you know, like, is this all real? Like, <laughs> But there's things that occur that that will give you confirmation that absolutely you're not crazy. This is very much a real thing. And there are millions of us out here that are awakened now and on the same path. So it just happens, especially if you're having an awakening that's a spontaneous awakening, like one day or one way and the next day, all of a sudden you're awakening. You're having this big kundalini awakening. It's a shock to the system. You have this fluid that moves up your spine and, and it hits your pineal gland. And all of a sudden you are awake 
and your light body activates and you start having all this dormant DNA activated and they have all of these knowings and all of a sudden you want to learn about astrology. All of a sudden you, you feel like you want to become a healer. You, and then no one around you understands you, especially if you're younger and you have a family that's like, who, who, are, what are you talking about? Crazy. Like a lot of people get put in the crazy house for this stuff, you know? So mm. It, it can feel very disorienting. And that's why this is one of the hardest things. I would say it's like probably the hardest thing you can go through is completely unprogramming your mind and, and your body and trusting yourself, even when you feel this alone. So it is one of the, the most difficult tasks that we signed up to do is have amnesia, forget where you're from, come here, have a human experience, have all these relationships. And then all of a sudden you're awakened and you're a different person. <laughs> like yeah. that's the hardest thing ever. Yes. Yeah. And then I read in your about section that you, that you kind of realized you were in this very deep slumber. Like, mm -hmm. can you kind of, can I kind of describe that deep slumber? Like what it's like to. Yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I know a lot of people can relate to this is like one day, you know, you're drinking alcohol and you're just listening to whatever music and have you have no, you know, consciousness of what the lyrics are doing to you and you're eating whatever you want. Like this is this was my life. And I was like I, I was in the fitness industry, but I was just living a normal life where I was like listening to like heavy, heavy hip hop music that was like super like low vibrational and just like. <laughs> drunk brunching on the weekends and like that's just what you do like you you work really hard you go out you you have fun and you know it's, that's that's just it and I have kids too and um everything was just normal but on, when you have an awakening all of a sudden you become so much more aware of everything you're doing like for me I didn't want alcohol anymore I realized what it was doing to my system it was bringing my vibration down and it was making me feel like shit and I wasn't conscious that that was even happening and then I started to want to eat more fruits and vegetables and take better care of my body. And then I wanted to meditate. And I realized that I was on a just everyday cycle, not paying attention to the, like the beauty that I wasn't seeing a nature. I wasn't getting into nature. So it was like I was asleep to all of this. And all of a sudden you wake up and you're just like, there's a whole other world out there. And I what I realized, what I think everybody else resonates with that's had an awakening is that that this was the dream this human experience was the dream like we're waking up to reality and it's all of a sudden you're like aware of all these things that you were never aware of before because you can perceive them now yeah we talked also a little bit about downloads too and especially if, i mean from my own personal experience i don't know if you can relate or not but um when i've gotten downloads especially when i first start to like really wake up mm -hmm. everything was like happening so fast and you kind of then like feel like sharing with everybody and then yeah people start to look at it and then like no nah, this person's like a little off which in a sense could be true because it's like you have so much information that you're trying to like process and then you want to really share with people yeah um yeah. it's hard like, it's so yeah. hard. <laughs> like what were your first like kind of downloads or realizations that started to happen mm -hmm. to you that was like yeah. i went down the rabbit hole of like QAnon and all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's part of the process really is going down the rabbit hole in the beginning of like, oh my God, look what they've been hiding from us. Look what they're trying to, to, to brainwash everybody and like realizing the truth, you know, realizing that, but it's important not to go into that 
too hard, you know, cause you can get really yeah. pulled into that. But uh, that was part of what I started realizing is like, Oh my God, look, they're lying to us. You know, they're trying to distort everything, the truth. Um, and I would try to explain that to people. Right. And then I got really into astrology and the moon and I was like, Oh, it's the full moon. We need to, we need to connect. And like, people were like, dude, if you don't stop talking about this, like you're going to run customers away. Cause I owned a business, I owned a fitness business and um you know, my husband was like, you're going to, you're going to lose all your followers on Instagram. Like you're going to be, you're going to turn everybody away. Like this sounds really crazy. And everyone was calling me like crazy. Right. So I wanted to share it though. It's like you said, you find an Island and you want everyone to go to that Island. Cause it's so cool. And you're just like, want to <laughs> share Like I've got this Island. You guys, it's so cool. We want to go. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? There's no Island. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, there is. It's there. <laughs> yeah. So it's gonna, it can feel really like, and that's why it takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of persistence and like staying on the path of just staying calm, moving through it and trusting yourself. It's, it takes a lot of faith and it takes a lot of trust in yourself to really not get pulled into the depression that that can cause of feeling alone and feeling like everyone thinks you're crazy. You just have to realize that, they cannot perceive what you can perceive. That's it. They just don't understand. And that you have to accept that. It's like a place of acceptance that you come to. Okay. They literally can't perceive what I can perceive. So I'm just going to continue on learning and I don't need to talk about it to everybody because that becomes very draining. And this is like what I tell everybody when you want to share all of this stuff, don't even try to share it with people that are not conscious and awake because they're not going to understand it. So there's no point in just disappointing yourself and, and annoying yourself and draining your energy. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. It's important to find connection with people that are like-minded and there are online communities. I have an online star, star seed community and we meditate together and we talk about all this stuff together. It's the reason I started it. It's like a support group. So like finding communities of other like-minded people is life-changing. Like it can like literally save lives by keeping you motivated and keeping you positive about the fact that you are not crazy and the world is going to continue to make you think you're crazy because this is something that they want to prevent from happening is awakening. You think a uh, group meditations accelerate uh, your spiritual growth? Absolutely. Yes. Especially when you're getting many people together and bringing consciousness together, it can create a huge effect. It can amplify your intentions. It can amplify the energy on the planet it can create waves. And like, well, do the, other, do the other people kind of get on the same wavelength with you, as you? Or is it like, what starts? Yeah. What have you kind of noticed? Like, what have people taken away from group meditations? Um, I feel like it's a powerful sense of connection in, in general, connection to others, connection to source. And when you feel that deep connection with others that you're meditating with, like you're, you're in this one container you're meditating with, you're directly connecting to source because we're all source energy. So you're just literally connected to source in general, and you're connecting with others that are connected to source. Now you're amplifying your heart energy. You're amplifying your intentions. And so a lot of times when there's mass meditations, you can see a spike on the Schumann resonance. Like we're creating huge because you're opening up, up a huge portal for all this light to come through our body. Because when the Hopi prophecy talks about us being the rainbow bridge, right? It's our chakra system. We are these pillars that are bringing through our chakra system, the light. So if we're all opening our pillars 
and we're all bringing in light at the same time, imagine what kind of effects that can create, right? Yeah, definitely. Have you ever, I mean, have you ever um, looked into like, I mean, you already talked about it earlier, like the cerebral spinal fluid. And so like the third, have you like looked into like the 33 vertebrae and like, have you looked into that kind of stuff? Yeah, like uh, Jacob's Ladder and uh, yeah. yes, the way that, and that's why I work with Kundalini energy a lot. And it's this energy that's coiled up at the base of your spine. And when, what happens when people talk about having their Kundalini awakening, most of the time it just spontaneously happens uh, where that energy is activated and it starts uncoiling and it starts moving up the vertebra. It goes up your spinal column and into basically the third eye area, the pineal gland, and it starts to activate everything. And from that point on, there's no going back. You can't go backwards. You can't not be awake. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, can I just shut this off? And, you know, the only way that you'll be able to shut anything down is if you're going to do a bunch of like really harsh drugs that'll take you into a completely different state of being. But you can't shut it off after you're awakened, after the Kundalini is awakened, you're online, your your light body's activated, you're conscious, you're awake. So once that happens, it's what they talked about in, in biblical times and a lot of the ancient texts and scriptures is the Kundalini energy and how it moves up the spine. You see the medical symbols of the, the snake moving up the the long yeah. thing, but it, that's the Kundalini energy. And uh, wait, why do people want to go back though like what do you think why do you think people want to go back yeah because it's so overwhelming because it it's very very uh intense this awakening journey some people don't have it as intense as others right because we all have karmic cycles and we're clearing our karma so if this is your last if you're ascending in this lifetime this is your your last lifetime on you know as a human you're you're not going to need to come back into a third dimensional experience and clear any more karma. You're clearing all karma from all past lifetimes, your lineage, everything. And that's why a lot of us have such a, an intense time here because we're clearing it for every, everything. We're clearing all of the karma. So it's very intense when you're clearing karma from lifetimes and your whole lineage, your whole ancestral line. Like that's freaking intense, you know? So it feels so intense a lot of the times that people just, you know, they want to give in. They, it gets really like a lot of pressure at times where they feel like I, we, we just want to go home. We just want to go home. And home feels like whatever star system. Home feels like, you know, it's not here because this becomes very uncomfortable. And a lot of different star seeds that are from different planets have uh, some have an easier time, but like Orion star seeds, if you're from Orion, they struggle in their bodies a lot because their planet was so high frequency. They were so high frequency before coming here to such a low density. They have trouble in their bodies sometimes adjusting to the density here. So it's a natural, it's a natural feeling when you're raising your frequency, you're raising your resonance and your consciousness to have a hard time. It gets uncomfortable because this realm is so dense, you know, and we are the ones who are shifting it but it's dense and it's heavy. And a lot of what we, when we wake up, we become very sensitive and we become very compassionate and we become very connected. When we see things happening that are super low vibrational, we get affected by it. It can be super intense. And then we raise our consciousness through lessons, through energy moving through our body. And that becomes very intense alone in itself. Physically, it can be very exhausting, very draining. Um, mentally, it can be very also exhausting because there's a lot of things that happen in our life in order for us to raise our consciousness. So we have event after event after event to learn our lessons very quickly. And it's intense. 
it's very intense. We have to learn to trust ourselves and we, we have to learn how to trust God, how to trust source. And in order to get to that state of trust, we have to have all of this stuff happen in our life to teach us how to trust ourselves. So it's intense in the process. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. and so, and then just to, just to also summarize a little bit of what you said, like, and so you can get clear on your perspective too. It's like, maybe is it when you're born, like you come in through different star systems, you come into the body and once you're, I mean, that's kind of how you come into the body. And then once you start to awaken, you start to kind of raise up to those kind of, or at least you start to activate some of those, um, like when you go through certain star systems, yeah, you start to activate certain um, a resonance or an energy from those different star systems. Yes. And, uh, mm -hmm. and then yeah. That, and that starts the process, yeah, of, of your activation of your DNA. Mm -hmm. So there's there's different uh, ways that this can happen. There's walk-ins. For instance, there could be a soul that is here on the planet and they're living and they decide, you know what? Uh, I'm done. We're going to make a, a different agreement here. And then there's a walk-in soul that comes in and takes over. So there's different ways that this can happen where galactic beings, your galactic family, we can make an agreement that you're going to come in at this time on the planet because we need you. So a lot of the children coming in right now actually have no karma. So they're coming in with like a lot of this high frequency DNA that is going to really catapult the awakening, catapult the raising into the fifth dimension and above for the planet. So it's the DNA we come in with, right? We come in with this DNA. And so what happens is we make this agreement that at this time we're going to awaken our DNA. And the light body begins to activate and there's different stages of the light body activation and the light body is like your spirit body, your energy body. It starts to become crystallized. It goes from a carbon based light body to a crystalline light body. So we bring in more light, which is information. And this information has like sacred geometry patterns. It has encoded uh, light filaments. It has information and it starts the light from the sun, actually, which is coming in from our galactic core, which is why they're trying to block out the sun because the sun is coming in, right? And it's activating our DNA. And it's, the sun is bringing consciousness into our bodies. The sun is bringing consciousness to the, to the earth. And light coming from the sun carries those sacred geometric patterns and light filaments and codes and gamma rays that are coming in to activate what we already have in our galactic DNA. So it's like we already come in with a computer system, but it gets turned on and powered up when we awaken and when the sun comes in to assist us. Once we're awakened and online, the sun comes in to assist us with that process of awakening the knowledge within. And that's how we start connecting to our galactic origins. That's when we start connecting to all of the stuff that we really get into. It's just like a natural thing that happens. And then people will ask you, how do you know all of this? And it's just like, I just know because <laughs> you have, <laughs> have all of this wisdom inside your DNA that is becoming activated. And that's what people need to understand mm -hmm. as it's not always about ascension as it is more dissension into the human experience as the galactic and star beings that we already are and descending into the human experience, into the heart and being human and not wanting to go home and not wanting our, you know, the UFOs to come and save us. It's about taking this planet into the higher states of consciousness to, you know, co-create a galactic society that has free energy, that has peace, that has a currency that is for all. So this is where we're going. This is where we're headed to the state of being. It's not a place. The fifth dimension is not a place. It's a state of consciousness. 
And so this wisdom is already in us. We already know this. Some of us were here in the times of Lemuria. Some of us were here in the times of Atlantis. And we've had these ancient lifetimes that we still hold within our DNA. Many of us have so many incredible spiritual abilities. We're like the X-Men and these abilities, <laughs> it's not like they're going to be sent down to us. We already have them. We already know how to do these things innately, but they're being activated. So it's like a process of activating your DNA basically. And this is something that I briefed um, when I was, I think it was looking at your website or something, but mm -hmm. there's a, there's something called like soul retrieval. That seemed kind of mm -hmm. interesting to me. Yeah. Can you explain what that is? Yes. So parts of our soul can be fragmented along the way when we have a life. Say like you have a very traumatic experience. Part of your soul can get fragmented and just lost along the way because you have disassociated from that part of your soul so that you didn't, you could survive. Your ego could survive. Your body could survive the experiences. So what happens is it's just fragmented consciousness. And when you start to heal, you begin the healing journey, you start to retrieve those parts of your soul back to become whole again in your soul. And that's why when you heal, you, you just let go of all of those experiences and you realize that they were just part of the human experience, but you feel whole again. You feel like you can continue on and you can have new experiences. And that's why we call it soul retrieval because you're bringing those fragmented pieces of your soul and your consciousnesses that are floating around in different densities back into the body back into your soul consciousness so that you can be whole again uh do you think that like for example if some of the trauma happens from different people in your life like they hurt you or mm -hmm. do you think they claim a part like do you think that people can claim a part of your soul like that or like i don't do think, think that no, I don't think anyone can difficult? claim ownership, but they definitely yeah. can. Um, there can be entity attachments. There can be, you know, negative effects on your consciousness from another being's intentions for sure. Um, most of these occurrences that happen if somebody hurts you, you've made an agreement with them before you even got here for them to do that. And so that's something we got to think about, too, because we designed this with the creator. We designed this in our soul contract. And if we sit back and we remember that, we don't become victims anymore of these people that hurt us. We remember that, okay, for some reason, I made an agreement with them that they're going to hurt me. And I'm going to take these feelings. I'm going to learn from them, learn from this experience, and I'm going to transmute them and I'm going to alchemize them into love and forgiveness and compassion. And I'm going to move forward with an understanding that is deeper than ever. And that's how we become mm -hmm. masters. This is what Jesus, Buddha, this is what uh, St. Germain, all of the ascended masters are teaching us how to become masters of ourselves. Everyone can become an ascended master. That's what we're doing right now. And so if, when somebody hurts you and you feel fragmented and all of these things happen, healing through that and moving forward, knowing that this is meant to happen and it was part of the plan and it was a big divine plan to empower you. That is where the power lies. That is what we're doing now is when you become a master of yourself, you're able to help others raise their consciousness because you'll be a teacher. You'll be a guide. You'll be an example of what is possible when you take all of these things that feel like pain and victimization and fragmented soul parts, and you're able to move forward and be happy and be free again and be a teacher of love. That's what this is all about. What do you think is like a, um, a big blockage for people healing and actually starting it? Because some mm -hmm. people are like repulsed by the idea, like I don't, or maybe yeah. a lot of people have done it. Like maybe they've been doing it for years, but they haven't really 
seen yeah. or are not necessarily content with what they've been doing. Right. It's, it's like they hit a block, right? Because they're at a state of consciousness where they're just in a cycle. They keep themselves in this timeline that keeps looping and looping and looping. And it becomes very comfortable to be in the trauma. So, exactly, yeah. yeah, because, you know, why people are resisting healing is because it's very uncomfortable to face your trauma. You know, it's very yeah. uncomfortable to sit with yourself and to sit with everything you've been through and to take full soul responsibility for it and realize that you're not a victim of it. These people didn't do these things to you, really. It's what you signed up to experience. It, it's, it's less of they did that to me and more of they did that for me so that I can learn this experience. And it, it is a very uncomfortable process having to feel the, the pain again in your body, having to, because what happens is people have buried the pain in their body and their chakras. They've buried the sadness. They've buried all of the anxiety and it's still sitting in their body. So they do things like um, drink or smoke or have sex or eat food or whatever they want to, to distract themselves from it. In fact, some people work out 10 times a day. And even though that would seem like a healthy thing, that's a distraction from a lot of what they need to feel in their bodies, you know, and I've, I used to be in that industry where people would be addicted to working out, but sometimes it's better to sit with these uncomfortable emotions. And that is why I think a lot of people are resistant to the healing is because it's very uncomfortable. Healing is not fun and rainbows and, you know, it's not kumbaya stuff. It's literally, it's so intense. And to be conscious and to be aware and to do that kind of work, it takes a lot of persistence and it takes a lot of dedication and commitment to your soul, to learning about love and, and getting out of the ego because the ego wants to keep us safe, right? The ego wants to keep us safe. Sometimes we have to tell the ego to sit aside and move through our heart and just work through this. And that's, it's not easy at all. And that's why I think most people are resistant is because it is so difficult and it is so uncomfortable at times to do the healing work. So like if you were to kind of lay a foundation about healing, like, okay, this is the baseline right here in order to start your healing. Mm -hmm. And then if you're going to give the person a push so that they can get momentum in their healing journey, how would that look like? So ask the first question again. So like just to let like for a foundation for healing, mm -hmm. like what, what's kind of the foundation like you would lay for them mm -hmm. and then what's kind of like the push so they can gain momentum in their healing journey. Cause like once you have like a good foundation, like a good yeah. understanding of maybe trauma, your trauma or a good yeah. perspective on the trauma. And then you kind of like learn to guide the person through it. I think mm -hmm. that maybe the person can gain steam and like start to right. like remove these blockages and heal a lot of things. Right. So like what would kind of be the foundation mm -hmm. and how would you push the person? Yeah. So for a foundation, I would say, um, you know, one of the biggest things to start looking into to build that foundation would be what has this taught me? What were the lessons? Because like I said, we come here to complete a karmic cycle, right? And so if you look at it as, hey, you know what, you don't need to feel stuck anymore. If you look at the lessons, and you can you're able to integrate them, you can actually be free of this energy. And you can actually move forward. And you can actually have momentum into a whole new timeline and reality. And explaining to people that your reality, your timeline that you exist on is based on your resonance, is based on your frequency. And when your frequency is higher because you release density and heaviness and trauma from your body, you're vibrating at a higher frequency and you can be more magnetic, more abundant. You can attract more of the things that are higher frequency. And you can get out of these 
dense relationships. You can get out of these dense partnerships. You can get out of these dense. So that's very enticing, right? So if you want to release that density, you can integrate. You, so you start to integrate the lessons, the wisdom, what have you learned? And just let all of it go. Let all of the feeling in your body. Energy work is really helpful with that process. Energy work, uh, energy healing, meditation, breath work, spiritual practices is why people start to do that at the foundational phase of their healing journey, because those are the tools that assist dropping the density from the body. And, and once you start to drop density, you start to integrate the wisdom and you start to realize, oh my God, like, I totally have been holding myself back in this pattern that I don't need to be in. I'm totally creating resistance that doesn't need to be there. So that first feeling you get of that, that's what keeps you going and gives you the forward momentum on your healing journey because you you want to keep moving. You, you don't want to stay stuck. You realize what you're capable of. When you realize you have power over your reality to co-create whatever you want, that is the momentum. That is the push. And then you get that confidence and you know that feeling in your body. What's happened is you don't remember what that feels like. So it, it's a it's a process to get to that feeling in the body of being free from those energies. So once you feel that freedom, that's the momentum. Mm, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's so, like, oh, I definitely want to keep going with this. You know, I don't need to hold myself back anymore in those energies. <laughs> exactly. So like for people that um, you say want to activate their soul mission um, and they don't know what it is or yeah, mm -hmm. they're trying to find it. How mm -hmm. would you help them find it? And like, what are some tips? Yeah, for, this on the is right such track? a great question. I love, I love, I love. Um, this is actually the biggest question that I get um, because I, this is, I, I work with containers with people and I work with one-on-ones and I coach people through this because I was able to find my mission and I'm still, we're all, all on the journey still. Like I'm writing a book right now and we're doing all of these different things. So the biggest tip that I would give to people when they're feeling like, I really want to know my mission. I really want to know my purpose. Like, what am I supposed to be doing? My biggest thing that I tell these people are you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing right now. And it's all going to unfold. And what I encourage people to do is take more action. So you're healing. You're feeling like you want to help people. You feel like you want to be doing more spiritual work or you want to be of service in some way. Creating something as a foundation to build upon is the key. Like for me, I was healing, I was doing clients and I was like, dude, I want to reach more people. I want to do this. And it took me a lot of resistance to do it. And if, when I finally built my website and I said, these are my offerings and this is what I'm doing, then the people came. So it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as literally sitting down and, and I tell everyone to write an outline what are your services? And you don't need to have a bunch of certificates. You know what I mean? Some of you guys have like these beautiful abilities that you can offer. You don't need a certificate on your wall for it. Just go and the right people will come, right? So you just, you write it out. You create your outline. This is what I offer. This is what I'm doing. You can even write yourself a biography of what you feel you truly are here to do. And you start manifesting it and you put it out there. And a lot of people tell me, well, I have a lot more healing to do before I'm ready for that. And that is complete illusion. You're always going to be healing. You're never going to be not healing. You're actually going to be healing more in the process of doing exactly what you feel like you should be here doing. So if you're not sure what that is, focus on continuing to release your limiting beliefs is the first part. And like, I'm not ready. I'm not worthy of being a teacher of others. I'm not ready to be a guide or whatever that is, unworthiness that comes up, doubt, 
fear, illusion, we're all going to be guiding others. I will say that. I will say that we are all going to be leaders of the new earth, guides of the new earth. There are many, many people that are going to awaken soon. And we all are going to be here as a living example of what can be done when you trust yourself, when you're able to create an abundance for yourself. We're all going to be in an abundant state soon enough. And so that's what we're doing. We're transmuting all of the fear, all of the doubt, all of that crap. So if you're in that phase, you're just in the transmuting phase, that's good enough. That's good enough. That's mm -hmm. because people always feel like there's this a distorted masculine energy of I need to be doing something, doing, doing. Maybe you just need to be being in your energy, in your soul retrieval, in the phases of your awakening so that you can learn how to transmute energy so that you can create more abundance and you can be the living example of the new earth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So basically what you're saying for somebody that's like completely confused, because I mean, there's definitely people out there that are like, I have no idea what I want to do with my life. Yeah. You're saying like basically just start removing limiting beliefs. Yeah. Start doing processes like soul retrieval. Mm -hmm. And then these things will start to come to you. Yes. Yeah. Because if you think about it, if you're holding a lot of density in your body, and you do energy work, for instance, like for me, Reiki totally woke me up, like, like opened up my third eye. It, it just opened up my throat chakra and I was able to stand in my truth, maybe doing some more energy work or maybe doing breath work and moving energy out of your body and bringing in more light, maybe doing yoga and moving energy around. Maybe those are the things that you should be focusing on because once the density leaves your body, once you're able to remove some of the energetic imprints, more light can come in and activate your dormant DNA. And that might be what wakes you up to your purpose. It could be as simple as removing more density from your body, bringing more light. And when you bring more light, your, your information is more accessible within you. And then you'll have this knowing of this is what I need to be doing. So maybe you just need to be in the process of releasing density and bringing more light in. Yeah. Well, I'm curious because like we do, I mean, there's people in the spiritual community, they do this work and they're serving a spiritual purpose, right? They're, you know, helping people heal. But have you seen instances where people will do this work, but then they feel called to do, go into, you know, tech or maybe go into, mm -hmm. um, you know, different industries? Yeah. yeah. So how have they kind of integrated the, because the, it's easy. I mean, you could, I could say it's kind of easier just to be a spiritual person and have all that all in one, but to like mm -hmm. integrate between mm -hmm. like tech or spirituality or like, I don't know, business and spirituality, all that kind of stuff. Like mm -hmm. obviously like a fusion of the two. Yeah, well, think about this, right? We're going to be a galactic society. We're not going to be running around like meditating. Like we're bringing technology, especially the Arcturian race is bringing technology. Those of you who are really into technology and science and mathematics and like bringing technology, you're probably very Arcturian because that's a star race that's bringing us new technology. And you know, these people that are going into tech that are that are becoming more spiritual, maybe that's an integration that is occurring for them to bring more light through new technologies and new ways of accessing technology. So that's very spiritual. Spirituality doesn't need to be all about like doing energy work and, and being in meditation and things like that. It could be very technological. It could be you're developing a new, you know, way that of, of people being able to heal themselves through technology. 
So it could be different. It could be, you know, you're doing a podcast to reach more people in the world, to, to bring more light through, you know, it could be incredible yeah. things like websites that can bring more people together through, to, through the internet. So it, it all looks very different. Our role and our mission, our purpose is very, very different for all of us. And it has a lot to do with our galactic origin and the, and the type of DNA that we have. And that's why we're all so beautiful, significant and, and unique to our DNA and what we're here to do. Pleiadians are very much natural healers, very much like therapists. And um, we're, we're, we all usually are energy healers, but there are races like the Arturians who are developing new technology, who are getting on the internet and they're creating websites and podcasts and things for people to come to get together. So there's, there's all different kinds of ways that we are bringing consciousness through. It doesn't need to look a certain way. And definitely. Yeah. Do you have any like um, upcoming things that you're releasing that you would like to talk about? I do. I have. Well, I am actually going into the recording studio in a few days to record my method with Tawny Sands. Um, Tawny Sands on Instagram is just Tawny Sands. Um, we're going to record our contact method. So we have a meditation we're going to do. We're going to do an energy clearing and then we're going to do the contact meditation. We have the whole method that we're going to be releasing. And I can't say the name yet, but if you look on my website soon or my Instagram, you'll see it. Um, and also we have a Mount Shasta healing retreat coming up in May where we have spots available for people to come. We stay on land together. We have contact in the evenings together. We do healing work, energy healing. Um, we, we are able to visit sacred sites and really bring that energy through. So we have that coming up. And then I have, I always have things coming up online. I help people activate their light language. I have that coming up on October 1st, where I can help somebody activate their light language and clear energy and light language. If you don't know what it is, I speak light language and it's very healing transmissions actually coming in from galactic, uh, beings and energies and source energy. Um, so different things like that, if people want to develop, you know, more of their activations of their abilities, that's what I help people do. I, I do energy clearings. I work with people on their ascension and their spiritual awakening, plenty of workshops and events for people to come into. And my, my whole thing is um, I, I like building community because of that lonely feeling we were talking about. And that is mm -hmm. my biggest thing is creating a connection and for people to come in and feel that connection. It is, it literally saved my life to be able to build that um, and not feel alone, not feel like leaving this planet. And I know that's something that a lot of people can deeply relate to. So I have an online community. Um, it's the bougie healer. It's Patreon slash the bougie healer. So we have a starseed galactic community on there that we do activations and transmissions every week and we talk. Um, so I have lots of ways for people to come in and connect to this stuff and not feel alone and also give a boost to your mission and, um, I just commend everybody for being on this on this planet right now and being awakened because it is not for the weak. It definitely is not for the weak. It's for the strongest. And that's why we came here. And this planet is changing very rapidly right now, especially with all of the light coming through and activating our dormant DNA. So anything you can do right now to assist with that activating of your DNA and to move more into your mission and purpose, that is going to release a lot of the anxiety around what you might be moving through. Because when you feel connected in your in your purpose. It is just no matter what happens, you know that you're supposed to be here and you're you're doing your job. You're here to be here. Definitely. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll definitely I'll link everything in the description where you can find. Yeah, where you can find all that kind of stuff. So perfect. Thank you yeah. so much. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you on.
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone out there. Uh,